Hello, you're listening to the CZ of Movies. Uh, I'm Colin, I'm the C. I'm celebrating uh, Wolves' 2-1 victory that has just finished. Uh, with me is Zijan the Z, who's probably less excited by that victory. Hi, Zijan. No, but what you should be celebrating is Chinese New Year. Uh, oh, happy Chinese New Year. It's the year, year of the... Oh, yeah. Uh, the year of the of uh, the year of the um, um uh, rat. No, that's not our year. Goat, horse. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Dragon. Okay, you not know your own year. <laughs> I don't know my own year. Uh, I th- uh, 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 mouse, otter. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> this, this is not a Patronus. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I may have slipped into Patronuses. Um. Yeah, this is the year of the ox, which is our year because we turned a multiple of twelve this year. Well, really, I I didn't know we were the ox. Huh. Cool. We are dogs. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I believe you. I just didn't know. I've, I'm exactly. We are as uh, hardworking and stubborn as oxen, uh, apparently. Oh yeah. According to the the zodiac horoscope, isn't that true, Colin? Um, yeah, I I agree with your knowledge of the Chinese zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the fact that we are stubbornly keeping up with this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I still. I don't really believe in um, <laughs> uh, in, in 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 zodiac stuff, um, but. What a what a, it must be the it must be the shortest of all the animals, right? In in Sydney English, what's the what in Chinese is it also two letters? It's just a picture. Uh, no, <laughs> or it's just a picture of an ox. I, I don't know. They are one, all one character. All, one character. Each, all the animals are okay. You, we can play a whole game of noughts and crosses with ox. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway, yes, happy Chinese New Year. I, my my only time I've celebrated Chinese New Year. Um, it was with you, Zijan, when you organised a thing with some guys from work, and we went to a Chinese yep. restaurant that I later discovered had a zero rating in the food hygiene. Um, well, yes, of course, that's the best kind <laughs> of Chinese food. It was very nice. Um, anyhow, uh, today we're talking about the best uh, films, beginning with the letter G. We've had a lot of people um, give their submissions to this, so I look forward to those. Um, we're also looking at the films of Pierce Brosnan. Uh, we've got a quiz on the films of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, and much, much more. In fact, I've I think I've got more news written down here than in any episode we've ever done. Uh, Probably, yeah, definitely for me, especially for, <laughs> especially this year. Well, especially um, this yeah, we've had a few um few weak ones, but you know, I, it just it just kept coming, it just kept coming this week or this this fortnight. Uh, do you want to kick us so off? I think the main big of uh, the main big news of uh, the past couple of weeks is that the Golden Globe Awards uh, the nominations are, mm. and I have to say for once. I've seen so few films that have been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, so few. So, so well, few. It's usually the way, isn't it? Because they just don't get released here until... Um, yeah, although some of them have. But things like uh, Nomadland is one of the favourites, and that's not been released here yet. Uh. That's true, but I've not even heard of them. That's the thing. Like, So, for Best Motion Picture Drama, okay. we have The Father. Yes. I've not heard of that. Did you... Mank, I've heard of. Yes. But I've not seen. Yeah. Uh, I, I started it on my Netflix and then I didn't continue past the first five minutes. Okay, good. Uh, good. I'll, I'll finish that eventually. Uh, yep. Land. Um, so I've not heard of that until uh, the nominations came out. Promising Young Woman. I think you've mentioned that before yep. um, to me. And The Trial of Chicago 7, which is the only one out of the five which I've seen. So all the ones you've said that you've never heard of, Zijan, I mentioned in our, our episode for, at the start of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm glad you're paying full attention to Because um, <laughs> uh, I must admit, I did look at, at the um, at the the list of films that are likely to get nominations a few weeks ago and, and watch the trailers for all those ones. And yeah, The Father looks really good. Uh, again, it's not out here yet, uh, which is about uh, Santi Hopkins and he's... Uh, uh, going through dementia, and I think his daughter's played by Olivia Coleman. But uh, yeah, it looks really, really good. Um, mm. And Nomadland also looks good. Uh, it's a 
uh, what's her name? Fargo. Uh, uh, Frances McDormand. Thank you. Yes. She's nominated again for Best Actress as well. I think she's front runner uh, for that mm. as well, if not mistaken, for the drama role. Um, yeah, which will be her third Oscar if she gets it. Yeah, so, yeah. I was yeah. very pleased to see, I don't know how much you're trying to go through this, but um, I was very pleased to see Anya Taylor-Joy get nominated for Emma because I think we were all expecting her to get nominated for uh, The Queen's Gambit, which she was. Um, and she'll definitely win that. And she, as well. She'll win for that. I think you're right. Yes, but uh, I, I loved her in Emma. I thought she was fantastic, and I, I don't think it got seen massively, partly because of, well, largely because of COVID. Um, so I'm glad that she's getting some recognition for that now. Yeah, pro- I'm not going to go through all the animations. I'll probably go through the best motion picture, music, or comedy as well. Oh, given yeah. uh, this is always very dubious. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> the Golden yes. always dubious. They have a music or comedy uh, section, um, and what constitutes a music. All comedy is very uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah tenuous at best. Um, so you have Borat subsequent movie film, which I didn't know it was that good. Um, it, it didn't come out with good reviews, but I knew at least knew it was there. It happened. Yeah, for yeah. Hamilton. I feel like it's I, cheating. It's that's definitely cheating. Down. That's not. <laughs> so I, as you, as listeners may remember, I do, I do a film awards thing myself every every year, and and I did not count Hamilton. That's just that's not a. You can't filming the stage musical is not a film that came out this year. Sorry. Yeah, and especially since Lin Manuel Miranda got nominated for best actor as well. Ridiculous. Very yeah. cheating. Very very cheating. Yeah. Uh, music, which I've not heard of. Uh, nope. Nope. Palm Springs, which I've not heard. Oh, I think I have. I've talked about that on the podcast, yes. Um, oh, yeah, look, I listened to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a really good um, uh, time loop thing, which uh, comes out in this country uh, in a month or two, I think. Hmm. And uh, The Prom, which I've mentioned before, oh, yes. which I didn't really care for. But, so you'll probably win. I was kind of expecting Mank to be nominated in this category, because once I don't think it is a comedy. I thought the Golden Globes might think it's a comedy. I'm a little bit surprised there. <laughs> Who knows about the Hollywood foreign press things? Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's some really good films uh, that are going to be coming out. So there's some some strong, maybe not so much in the in the comedy musical, but in the drama ones, there's some strong contenders based on the trailers alone. That's what I'm basing it on. Uh, <laughs> they look like good trailers. Fine. Um, oh, I'm trying to go through my long list of things. What should I start with? I, the one I've got first is really boring, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, are you familiar with Buck Rogers? I've heard the name before. Are you, is this a test, Colin? Do you mention this before? Uh, I haven't mentioned this one before. No, 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 no then. No, I'm not that familiar with Thomas, but um, I think it's one. Of the, I think it was an old cartoon or something. But um, there is there's a film in the works, which is only interesting, really, because it's also a rival TV series in the works. So Buck Rogers, having done, having not interested anyone for decades, suddenly this is the year of Buck Rogers, apparently. Um, so strap in. Oh. By the end of 2021, you'll be uh, an expert in Buck Rogers. Okay. Okay, well, is that is that it? Is that your piece of news? Yeah, I've got so much here, I'm not going to spend too long on them. <laughs> you really did start low, didn't you? I, these, are, these are in chronological order from when I found them, more or less, rather than... Uh... <laughs> uh, well, uh, skimming through my list, I'm going to say that the first bit of news I'm going to mention is that Tom Holland has mentioned that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not going to be in a new Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. According to Tom Holland, the person who cannot keep any secrets. So... Here are the options, Ijan. Uh, I, I want you to pick one of these you think is, 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 the, is the correct one. Most plausible. One, um, they're not going to be in the film. He's, he's telling the truth, they're not in the film. Uh, two, they are in the film, he knows they're in the film, and he's lying. Three, they're in the film, but Marvel hasn't told him this. It's three, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
so I, even the fact that he had to go out to the press to say that, right? Yeah. It's just raising more red flags. <laughs> I, I think no, I, I think they're in it. Because um, someone directly asked him the question, and what's he supposed to do? He he he's already said that this that everyone knows they're filming it, so he can't just say I don't know. Um, so he's just got to say no, hasn't he? But my, I, we talked about this before. My, my big worry is that it's going to be effectively a, a Sinister Six backdoor. Um, well, not really pilot, but kind of Sinister Six uh, film where it's just lots of villains but not lots of Spider-Man, which is kind of I think is the worst version of the multiverse possibilities. But surely they're not going to do that. Nah. Uh, let's go for something a bit more interesting, shall we? Um, we're going to get a new version of uh, Christmas Carol. That's kind of interesting. Oh. Um, Octavia Spencer, Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, which is uh, quite a lineup, uh, are going to be in this. It's going to be called Spirited. Uh, I'm not sure we need any more versions of a Christmas Carol. How many? Well, we've done a quiz. We did a quiz on There are f- there's so many versions. Loads, loads, and loads of them. Um, some of them are good. The, the Muppets one, for example. Some of them are bad. In my view, the Scrooged uh, one with Bill Murray that people <laughs> love. I did not. But anyway, it's coming again. I. I mean, that's I mean, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. I'm not. Sure, I don't think they've done anything together before, have they? Two, nope, two very big names. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one. Hmm. Uh, I've Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith are joining Chris Pine in the D and D movie Dungeons and Dragons. Um, obviously, Michelle Rodriguez reprising her role as the female badass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in pretty much every film that she's been in. Sure. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, I didn't know that Game Nights uh, directors are directing it. You've probably uh, mentioned it. Yes, no, I, think I, I think I have mentioned that, but I had forgotten it. Um, okay. So that's probably the one good thing about this film yeah. that will be coming out. Because we, yeah. we've talked about the D film a little bit before, and I just don't know what you do with it. No. I mean, it's probably like LARPing, isn't it? Well, I'm not a D&D player, so I, I'm not an expert by any means, but it feels like it's, it feels like a bad idea. Anyway, I'm, not, I'm going through my list of... Um, re- uh, re-adaptations we don't need for stuff that's not uh, that doesn't cost any money because it's in the open what's the word it's it's free to use and uh, Emma Stone is apparently going to be teaming up with Yorgos Lanthimos um, whose name I may have mispronounced but who's the director of The Favourite uh, for a film called Poor Things uh, which is a retelling of Frankenstein um, hmm. I like Emma Stone I don't I did not really like The Favourite particularly uh, I don't have any feelings really about Frankenstein other than I hated the book. She's going to be the bride of Frankenstein? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Poor Things doesn't mm. tell you anything much, does it? Um, no, yeah. definitely not. I mean, you'd assume she's the lead, but I'd, uh, my guess is it's not going to be... I wouldn't have thought we'd probably find it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Is this part of Universal's Dark Universe? Well, I think it kind of is. It, but they've learned their lesson, I think. And rather than trying to do a... Have they? Well, I mean, no studio ever does, does it? But uh, Invisible Man was very well received. Uh, as this kind of low-budget horror story. But it's not... It's a kind of a new spin on it rather than a, rather than a cinematic universe. So I don't think they're trying to do cinematic universe, but... Mm-hmm. Speaking about Universal and the Dark Universe as well, Chloe Zhao, the one who's directing, who directed Nomadland and nominated for Best Director as well, is apparently directing Dracula mm-hmm. for Universal as a sci fi western. Yeah. This feels like um, she's, she's got the big, the, the big dice of, of genres yeah. and rolled it three times and like, right, I'm doing all of them. <laughs> I mean, a futuristic sci-fi western Dracula. Why not? It's not been done before. 
How many versions of Empires do we need to watch anyway? Uh, <laughs> just, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not excited about that one. <laughs> not excited about that one. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, the Wicked movie uh, has changed directors, and now it's going to be John M. Chu uh, from Crazy Rich Asians fame. Um, I don't know. And in the Heights. Oh, he's done in the Heights, is he? He's doing in he yeah he he has done in the Heights. Uh, so that's one musical uh, film. Yeah. Under his belt. Um, can is that? Uh, are there any new songs in in the Heights? Do you know? Like, because usually they, they usually they add a song just to get it for Oscar contestant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I am aware of. Uh, as, yeah, but who knows, right? So I was looking at EGOTs yesterday, which uh, people who have won Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and uh, Tony. And Lin Manuel Miranda has got all of them apart from an Oscar. So I'm wondering whether he's a. But an Oscar will be coming to him soon, though, eventually. I mean, he's writing lots of music for lots of. I mean, he wrote the music for Moana. I'm pretty sure he's writing the music for the upcoming uh, live action Disney films. I can't remember oh, which okay. one he was part of again. Yeah, he did, he did it for Mary Poppins. Oh, you're it's, right. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's yeah. around the corner, it, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Like, all those people who win the EGOTs, the majority of them are songwriters and composers. In the music department, because that's the only thing that can transcend all four categories I, quite easily. I was looking at this, yeah. A lot of the musicians, a lot of them are people who have re- released um, spoken word stuff. Spoken words, yeah, for, for those who are acting. Yeah. Yeah, and there's exactly. Audrey Hepburn, isn't he? Got an Audrey Hepburn is a, is a phenomenal actress, obviously, she's one of the greats. But she got her, there must have been a Grammy, I suppose, for um, her, her children, she narrated some children's stories. Like, come on, come on, Audrey. <laughs> come on. Because yeah. there's so many Grammys, there are over 100 Grammys every year. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Best spoken word children's story. Come on. Who who decides that anyway? Do you listen to all the spoken word children? Like it, it feels like it's a good way of getting a Grammy. Colin, maybe we should try getting a Grammy. Maybe, maybe we should this podcast we can maybe, get a Grammy. Maybe, they, maybe we should try getting a Grammy. Why not? It can't be that difficult. No, if Audrey Hepburn can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just well it's a spoken word album anyway, just speaking, right? We can it, do what? that. We speak all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's a plan. Let's do it. <laughs> 2021, the Grammy for the <laughs> <Cinderella> movies. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, what do you have? Why <laughs> Moving on to more realistic stuff. Um, Elizabeth Moss is joining Oscar Isaac and Jake Gyllenhaal in Francis and the Godfather. Oh uh, yeah, she's playing uh, one of the Coppolas, isn't she? She's playing the wife uh, ah. of uh, uh, the Coppola. <laughs> yeah, of Francis. Uh, Isaac. Oh, Francis, yeah, Francis Coppola. Isaac is uh, playing, uh, Oscar Isaac is playing Francis Coppola, and Jake Gyllenhaal is playing the Paramount exec. Yeah. Based, yeah, that's all. <laughs> There's no name for the Paramount exec. It's just Harsh. the Paramount exec well, with different creative ideas. We might be hearing more about The Godfather in our top 10 films, beginning with us a G uh, later this episode. Not, spoiler alert, not from me. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it. Um, my <laughs> final list of uh, movies that are in the open domain, public domain, uh, we're getting a new version of The Wizard of Oz. Um, it's going to be directed by Nicole Castle, who's done Watchmen, uh, the TV series, I think. Uh, I don't know why. Um, the, the original Wizard of Oz was kind of definitive. They've done various sequels and stuff that I don't think any of which have been particularly well received, possibly apart from The Wicked. Uh, oh, the last musical. one, Oz, the Great and Powerful, that was wasn't. poor, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But anyway, it's back. Back and bigger than ever. Why not? Why not? Right. Yep. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, Sandra Bullock will be joining Brad Pitt in the action thriller Bullet Train. Yes, she will. 
the one which I told you about about assassins on a speeding train with the assignments putting them at odds. And I said it was. It starts, yes, uh, I said it was like unstoppable, and you pointed out that it was not a. It was not like unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> It stars our favorite speedster as well, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, who we mm-hmm. spoke about in length before this podcast because we love Wonder Vision. Uh, Spoilers, <laughs> yes. Michael Shannon, Logan Lerman, ah. yeah, are all on board. But it's trying fine. Okay, good. Uh, what else we got here? Michelle Williams is attached to the Peggy Lee biopic. Uh, Peggy oh. Lee being a, a, I think a country singer of much repute. Uh, Michelle Williams is a great actress. hasn't uh, hasn't been the lead in a big film for a while. I don't think. I think no she's, she's done some good supporting work but um, that'll be uh, good to see her back um, I think this is I know that music music or musical biopics biopics yeah or sing, singer songwriter or singers biopics are are big at the moment whether they'll still be big by the time this one gets released I don't know uh, Peggy Lee I mean she was big but people don't talk about Peggy Lee much do they um, no I don't even know who well like, I, I know Fever I, said, I mean I couldn't tell you much about her <laughs> Um, it's like when, uh, um, when Tom Hiddleston did a, a Hank Williams biopic starring Elizabeth Olsen in fact speaking of one vision is like are people crying out for Hank Williams biopic really um, I watched about half of it and uh, <laughs> the story. Uh, well we'll see yeah. it's a good way of making uh, of getting Oscar buzz as well the musical biopic yeah and she can sing she sang in um, Greatest Showman yeah that's true mm. I forget that hmm. Uh, I, I like Michelle Williams. Um, I've been watching lots of, um, <laughs> for some reason, I've been watching a lot of Manchester by the Sea clips recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how good she really is. Oh, yeah, it's not thing. something they watch clips about because it's a depressing film. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just watched it because <laughs> it got popped up into my YouTube recommendations for all. I have no idea why. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's really good in that. Mm, yeah, she's great. Uh, Zor Ashton is set to be the new villain in Captain Marvel. Too. This gave me hopes, Ejem, because uh, she's older than us. Uh, this means that we haven't aged out of being Marvel villains, villains yet. <laughs> I have no idea whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, after we've won our Grammy, let's, uh, okay. let's yeah, make that's a... true, right? I mean, like, not before we're 40. Do you reckon we're getting an Oscar for Marvel villain? <laughs> More likely to get an MTV award or something. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. We could do. We could win an MTV award. Yes. If not, if not there's always a Razzies, right? That's true. We'll take anything we get. Are we? Are we job sharing in this role? Is it kind of a, a both of us playing? We can pass off our right? <laughs> sure. Let's do it. Uh, I have no idea who Zor Ashton is. Um, apparently, she was in Nocturnal Animals. Um, yeah, I looked at her thing on Korea. She seems to do a lot of TV, but I, I didn't. I didn't recognise her, no. I've seen Nocturnal Animals, but I don't remember her from it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has been confirmed for April 2022. Why is this on the list? Anyway. Um, I'm going to move on to the next one because I've got nothing to say about that. Um, uh, Adam Wingard, uh, who was directing Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, which is coming out this year, uh, is directing a face-off sequel slash reboot. So as far as I can work out, it's set, set in the same universe, but with different actors, probably. Um, so Face Off uh, uh, a, a really fun action movie starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage and they s- Cage. swap faces uh, it's, I really like this film actually I've not seen it in years but I had a lot of fun with it um, but we're doing, I think it needs a f- sequel though <laughs> slash reboot we'll do it again yeah so I don't know what they could presumably it's just going to rehash the same story maybe with women because <laughs> that's what you do these <laughs> days but, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean you can get 
I mean, obviously, John Travolta and or Nicolas Cage would happily turn up for, for this. So I, I imagine there might be a cameo more likely to be... Well, more likely to be the John Travolta character, but whether or not he's got Nicolas Cage's face on, I can't remember how the movie ends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can't remember how the first film ended. As well, well, that's it. So uh, I, think they, I think the one that... I think the, the Nicolas Cage character got killed. But I... <laughs> Well, that's, that's that's the end of the speculation, that's right. But uh, but yeah, I can't remember who was wearing which face when that happened. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we might see one of them, but who, who knows? Hmm. Uh, my last bit of news. Well, I say last bit of news. There's one more bit of news that I want, that's on my list, but I don't want to really want to mention it. But um, I think I think I know what it is, and I think you're saving it for me. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman versus Joker movie after Justice League, apparently. Oh, right. uh, well, as everyone knows, the Snyder uh, footage is coming out soon. Uh, everyone's excited. Well, how fifty percent of <laughs> those who like Justice League are excited about it? Those who didn't like, I'm quite excited. Uh, no, those who didn't like Justice League but like Zack Snyder's work in Batman vs Superman, etc., are looking forward to it, and the rest are not. I, um, I quite liked Joss Whedon's Justice League, and I hated Batman vs Superman. And yet I'm still excited. So who knows what's going on. There's brand new footage with the Joker. He has a new look now. Uh, he looks quite different from the Suicide Squad yeah. look. He doesn't have most of his tattoos. He looks like um, Joaquin Phoenix. He does. I wonder why. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the Batman vs. Joker movie was supposed to do a thing. He, he wanted to do a thing with flashbacks to learn how Robin died, how the Joker burned down hmm. Wayne Manor, how Joker hurt Batman in a way that no one else has. Yeah, Zack Snyder really wants to hurt Batman a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think it's one of the because Batman v Superman set up so many like uh, other plots, other stories that they yeah, got yeah. completely ignored. Um, so I'm assuming this one will will tell us why, for example, Flash turns up in time traveling uh, in Batman v Superman. But yeah, I, I, it's not going to happen now, is it? Because Ben Affleck doesn't want to do these anymore. Exactly. Uh, but it's a shame. I would have liked. Well, it's weird. I'd like to see their stories, but I would not like to see them by Zack Snyder. So yeah. Uh, I've got a couple more things here. So one of them is um, uh, Judd Apatow is doing a comedy called The Bubble, which is about comedians in a pandemic bubble, uh, which I'm, I'm really not excited by COVID-related movies, but it's got Pedro Pascal, Karen Gillan, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, Leslie Mann, Peter Serafinovitz, and more. So it's got a good cast. Mm. Might be interesting. I'd watch it if it's on streaming. Um, here's some exciting news he's done for Gilmore Girls fans. Uh, Yannick Truesdale is joining Melissa McCarthy in a film called God's Favourite Idiot um, ah. he obviously played Michelle in uh, yeah. Gilmore Girls she plays Suki um, I think she's the star I imagine he is doing not huge amounts in this film but, but it's good to see him back again nice reunion uh, but the big news from this fortnight I've, we've, gone, we've gone through a lot of news here John oh. but this is huge this is no, huge and I think you no, it's not I think you might know what it is it's definitely not huge so you remember season towards the end of last year we made our predictions for 2021 <laughs> uh, oh, we made some bold predictions no. um, we, I have to go back to you saying that there's going to be a uh, a new mutant sequel as, as possibly the worst, <laughs> the worst prediction but one of my predictions was there's going to be a Jenga the movie this 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 last couple of weeks has been announced Uno the movie <laughs> this is a worse idea right than Jenga the movie is it? Is it really? Well, I guess so. Jenga, you can just play. You can have Dwayne Johnson running yes. around Jenga blocks. Yes. Does that work? Uh, U- is that that before? Exactly. Uh, Uno the movie is going to be a heist comedy set in uh, the hip hop world of Atlanta, 
starring Little Yachty. I don't understand much of what I've just said. Um, li- <laughs> uh, little Yachty, I'm assuming, is some someone involved in in hip hop. Uh, presumably, he is or she, possibly, is smaller than uh, regular Yachty, who in turn is <laughs> smaller than Big Yachty. Um, don't mock Little Yachty. <laughs> I don't. Uh, maybe likes yachts or has a yacht or looks like a yacht. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'd, it's it's unclear how any of that links to Uno, but I'm sure they'll find a way. Presumably the record label will be called Uno. I don't know. Anyway, it's happening. And uh, Zijan, we're going to watch it. Uh, we're going to watch it. We're going to do an episode it. on it. No, we won't. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> no I, I don't think it's ever going to happen, if I'm honest. Um, but it's been announced. So close, so close. <laughs> what a lot of news. We move on. I think I think this is going to be an episode where we cut some segments. But we move on to um, to see or not to Z, where we talk about films we have recently seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not. Z them. Zijan, what have you been watching? Quite a few films, actually, Colin, uh, including a film on Netflix that involves Tom Hanks. But uh, I'm going to talk about a different film instead. Okay. Uh, I watch uh, Minari. Minari. Have you heard of Minari? I have not. Uh, this is a film uh, that's been nominated for the Golden Globe for uh, film in a best film in a foreign language. It's directed by and written by Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, it stars Stephen Yuan. Uh, if you know, have you seen The Walking Dead before? No. Uh, he plays Glenn in The Walking Dead. Cool. For those out there who has okay. watched uh, yeah. The Walking Dead, not for you, Colin. No, no, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it stars Stephen Yuan as the patriarch of a family of South Korean immigrants trying to make it in rural America in 1980s. This film is actually set in America, even though it's uh, nominated for a uh, film in a foreign language because it's mostly uh, spoken in, it's mostly in Korean. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's set in Arkansas. Uh, it explores the conflict between cultures, as you imagine, American dream where immigrants coming to a new world to make a living. Uh and um, partway through the film, the mother-in-law comes to live with them as well. Um, and there's, you know, there's some conflict between um, the mother-in-law and her grandkids who basically grew up American, really. Okay. Uh, between the different cultures, etc. Um, everyone here should know that I'm a big sucker for stories about immigration. Sure, um, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I love Brooklyn. When I saw Brooklyn, uh, uh, that's uh, when Shersha Ronan went to... Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for for uh, from from Ireland, uh, I I just like I just love them because yeah, it's very relatable to me and the same with this as well. It's done very well. Um, both um, Stephen Yuan uh, was was nominated for an actor for the SAG Awards, making him the first Asian American being nominated for best actor for the SAG, which is quite sad if you think about it. Mm. Um, and the grandmother was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress in the SAG Awards as well. And also making her the first Asian to be nominated for a SAG in the Supporting Actress category. Again, very sad, mm. especially, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good film. Uh, I like it. It's done very simply. Um, it's a very simple story, but done very well. So yeah. Cool. Um, I'm guessing the Tom Hanks film you watched was uh, News of the World. <laughs> no, it's not. No. No. You haven't watched Castaway. No, it's not Colin. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You haven't watched Car- <laughs> you haven't watched Castaway, have you seen? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. Um, I've watched a few films, including The Searchers, which is uh, a classic 
Western starring John Wayne. Uh, it's quite often appears on lists of the best films ever, in fact. Uh, he, uh, he plays a guy, he's a, he's a kind of family friend of this family, um, and then uh, Native Americans, as I'll call them, and, and the film did not, uh, basically come and burn down their farm and steal their children. And he and another guy goes off to try and find those children. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's, I say it's, it's ranked as one of the greatest films ever quite a lot. I didn't think much of it. Um, I, it, it felt very much like a, not just a Cowboys and Indians kind of film um, where John Wayne's character is always right. Is it all John Wayne's films anyway? It is most of John Wayne's films. Probably that time you played Genghis Khan. Um, <laughs> but it's... it's like even when like yeah this, they're going out and he's like if he's going out with this other um, uh, guy who, who's a bit younger and um, so they're going out to try and find the kids and if one of them makes if 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 they disagree John Wayne's character is always right so so they'll be like oh we should come here no no we shouldn't come here we'll get attacked and then they get attacked or whatever else so it's it's uh, it's a kind of very strange thing the the the, the view of Native Americans is not very um, uh, not very forward thinking should we say. So yeah, I, it's got a great ending, which is quite a famous ending. Um, but what came before? I thought I, I don't know why this is quite so idolised. So yeah, I can't honestly say it's worth watching, uh, from my point of view. I also watched the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants, Ejan. Have you not seen it before? I've not seen it before. Uh, I'm surprised. It's a film which I I don't think thirty five year old men is the target audience, if I'm honest. But I re- wow. I really liked it. I had a great time. <laughs> there uh, you go. It stars uh, uh, Blake Lively, Alexis Bledel, um of Kimmel Girls fame, obviously. Uh, America Ferreira. I've just started watching Superstore, so I'm a fan of hers now. And uh, Amber Tamblyn, who I, who I don't know. Um, for you know, all four of them were leads in their respective TV series back in the days when they were casted for this. Oh, really? So Blake Lively was obviously Gossip, Gossip Girl, Girl, and mm-hmm. uh, Alexis Bledel was uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh, America Ferrera was in Ugly Betty. This must have been before Ugly Betty, though, wasn't it? I think in no, no, it's the same around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And I can't remember the one Emma Templin is in as well, but she was also lead of her own TV series as well. So that's why all four were chosen because they could hold their own. Yeah. So, and, and there's great chemistry between them, even though they spend a lot of the film um, apart because they all go off in their yep. separate uh places but yes yeah, so on netflix i had a great time with it i've i've also watched the sequel um since then and enjoyed that as well so um i wikipedia tells me that a third installment is planned i don't think that's going to happen now but um but i'd happily watch it if it if it was so they, what is the likelihood that we'll find a pair of jeans that we get all way colin uh very remote very remote and yet and yet these four quite differently shaped people i think that's the point of the um that's yep. the point of the story well, apart from you know friendship and stuff, uh, <laughs> I learned lots of lessons. Bradley Whitford's in it. Um, I learned I learned so much from that film. So there you go. Definitively, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is a better film than The Searchers, says CZ of Movies. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this season. Let's quickly rattle through Pierce Brosnan films because I've barely seen any, um, and I think we can do it quickly. Have you really? So I've, I've seen four Bond films. He's in. Uh, I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire, The World's End, and the Eurovision Song Contest film. Okay, you can talk about the Bond films, because I've seen them, I can't remember any of them. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, GoldenEye, I think people love this, it was, it was a brand new era of Bond, moving away from the grittier stuff that Timothy Dalton was doing. Um, it was a bit more... Um, uh, well, it was a bit more over-the-top, it wasn't kind of as over-the-top as it, as it became, but it, it was um, him driving tanks through buildings and stuff, but yeah, Judy Dench came in uh, at this point, 
Goldeneye, I think, is, is one of the great Bond films. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, I actually think it's really good, but a lot of people don't like it. He takes on this. Is that Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh, the best Bond film. Again, the best ever. Bond film, so the CZ movies. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, of course. It's that Michelle Yeoh. Have you Come on. Oh, sorry. Because I know you haven't watched a lot of Bond films, but I guess you watched the ones with Michelle Yeoh. Um, with the Malaysian in. With the, uh, yes. Uh, and a character that they claim is not based on Rupert Murdoch, but clearly is. Um, the world Michelle Yeoh's is not based on Rupert Murdoch. Sorry? Michelle Yeoh's character. Not Michelle Yeoh's character, Murdoch. the um, <laughs> the, the main villain, who is a newspaper mogul from Australia. Um, uh, the World Is Not Enough uh, was the first Bond film I saw in the cinema, and uh, involved him falling down at the Millennium Dome, and we were all very excited to see, to see that on the screen. It was around the time the Millennium Dome was very exciting. Uh, and Die Another Day, which is one of the worst Bond films. Um, uh, which is the one with Halle Berry in it? Uh, Halle Berry is Die Another Day. And um, one of the earlier films of Rosamund Pike. He was very typecast after that. Uh, yeah, mm. Invisible Cars, John Cleese, towards the end of his career. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, but it's true. Um, and uh, it's really, really poor. I mean, there's a lot to get annoyed with with this film, including horrific CGI. But the main thing for me is that there's this whole space laser thing that is following him in his Jaguar, and he's driving away from it. And it's like, surely the space laser is moving faster than the Jaguar. Anyway, that's what I'm looking most, is the speed of the space <laughs> laser. Uh, well, There you go, that's, uh, that's the Bond films. You got the rest? Those are the Bond films. Uh, I've added, um, so, there's Mars Attacks, uh, <laughs> which is an early yeah. 90s uh, camp film, uh, with Glenn Close in it as well, mm. surprisingly. And Michael J. Uh, Fox, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. If you watch it just for the campy fun, it is what it is. Uh, he's in Mamma Mia. Yes. Uh, as one of the three suitors. Uh, not three suitors. Uh, three dads. Yes. Potential dads to Amanda Seyfried's uh, character. I mean, like I can't say anything wrong about this film. It's based on a musical, which is a jukebox musical, which tries to fit the ABBA songs into a coherent plot line. So, <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's as as good as the storyline could get. I mean, the the good thing about Mamma Mia is that it's based on ABBA's songs, which are really catchy and very good. So it helps that it has that. Uh, obviously, the sequel, Mamma Mia, to Here We Go Again, didn't have the same uh, reception, probably because they had to choose the ABBA's back catalogue. <laughs> uh, uh, happy, happy New Year. It's the only ABBA song I can think of that no one knows. Well, not no one knows. Um, <laughs> That's a pointless one of the worst uh, song, ones. isn't it? Uh, I, I haven't seen either of these films, but Cher plays Meryl Streep's mum, right? <laughs> she, she did. Which, uh, she did. Which is, not, I mean... That's not believable. <laughs> There's very little age difference between Cher and Meryl Streep. And let me say, how can I put this gracefully? Um, Cher does not look as old as she might be. I'm sure we say. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. These that's very l- fair. large parts of Cher probably aren't as old as she is. Um, anyway, uh, fine. I've, I've, Mrs. Doubtfire, classic. I do like Mrs. Early Doubtfire. 90s uh, comedy. Yeah, it's fun. Um, he plays the second husband. Um, no, the boyfriend, right? Is a boyfriend, character. Okay. Mm. Um, which is a kind of a classic trope of he seems like a decent enough guy, but he's not the one because the hero is the one. Uh, the World's End. He was a voice, uh, voice actor in that one. Obviously, following Timothy Dalton from uh, uh, from Hot Fuzz, for former Bond actors in, in that in the Cornetto trilogy. And I think I've talked about Eurovision before. I absolutely hated it. He was the best thing in it, but it was a terrible film. 
<laughs> um, the last film I've seen that you've not mentioned is Percy Jackson the Lightning Thief. Oh, yeah. Did he play a centaur? He plays the centaur. Yes, yeah, you're okay. absolutely right. He does play as the centaur. Uh, and yeah, it's based on the book by Rick Riordan. I've read the books. Uh, the books are better than the films, like most books are. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a new film better. series or a new TV series or something. It's coming back. Yes, there are going to be a TV series. There's a musical on it as well. Oh, There's right. lots of things. Basically, wow. it's, it's a very, it's a very popular book series for uh, teenagers. For people who um, finished Harry Potter and looking for something exactly, almost exactly, exactly. the same. I've not read it. That's, yep. That could be unfair. I don't know. Uh, so, what, what, yeah, what's your favorite then? Zia? Come on, surely it's the one with Michelle Yeoh in it. No. <laughs> That's the best Bond film. That doesn't mean it's the best film right. that Pierce Brosnan is in. Uh, I I really do like Mrs. Doubtfire when I was younger, hmm. so I'm just gonna go for that for nostalgia. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I must admit, I, none of these are leaving out to me as my favorite. Um, I, I love Edgar Wright. I, the World's End is my least favorite of the Quadrant Trilogy, but I'll go for the World's End. Um, and your least? It's probably Die Another Day because. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get Eurovision's on this. I really hate that. <laughs> Thank goodness I haven't seen that yet. Ugh. Yet you're still gonna watch it. Yeah, well, why not? Maybe. It's on Netflix. Fine, we move on to our main segment today, which is films beginning with the letter G, which may indeed include Goldmine, uh, potentially, uh, where we go through our favourites um, and score them from ten or from 1 to 10, uh, and we've had quite a lot of contributions from other people, and they will get one point Lots each. Lots of them. Lots of them. Lots of them. One point each, because um, that's how we do things around here, <laughs> and then we get a total score. And then we crown that film, the greatest definitive film, beginning with the letter G. Uh, Zijan, kick us off. No, I, I kick us off by prefacing by how many films that have begins with a letter G that I've not seen. So don't blame me if this does not, <laughs> these do not appear on the list. Right. I've not seen Godfather, sure. Godfather 1, yes. Godfather 2. Right. I've not seen Gone with the Wind. I've not seen Goodfellas. I may have seen um, The Green Mile, but I can't remember where it is, so it's not on my list. <laughs> I've not okay. seen The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I've not seen a lot of films, Colin. I so. have seen um, all of those, no, most of those, and yet. Hmm. Only one of them is on my list. So there we go. It's going to get controversial. <laughs> well, uh, I contro- more controversially, I do not have a number 10. Oh, seizure. I have nine. I have literally nine films there. You've only seen nine films because like, of No, I've seen more, actually, but I just couldn't put it on my 10 best list because I just didn't think it would be great. Like, even <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I didn't put it on my list because I didn't think it was that great. Oh, well, you're messing with the system, but okay, fine. It's not messing with the system. What do you mean it's not messing with the system? Point, you, it's just one point. Okay, give it to Guardians of Galaxy Volume 2 then. Go. I, I'm putting it in. <laughs> putting it in. If it wins based on this. It won't win based on that. No, it's not going to win. Um, <laughs> I've already seen multiple multiple green mouths on your list, Colin, of your Facebook site. There's no way this will be. Oh, really? Um, number 10 for me is a film called The Gunfighter, uh, which stars Gregory Peck. Uh, I haven't seen it in quite a long time it's black and white uh, western in fact having spoken about uh, westerns there's not many westerns that I like a lot but uh, I watched this back at uni when I was not long after I'd seen To Kill Arkenbird so I was getting into Gregory Peck uh, it's a story of, of the kind of the greatest gunfighter around and there's people challenging him and he's kind of this world weary guy who just is sick of being challenged all the time uh, and he's trying to reunite with his wife and child uh, and one of my favourite Bob Dylan songs uh, Brownsville Girl is, is based on this film or tells a lot of the story of this film uh, I, I was reading a Gregory Peck biography and they said that this was uh, one of the greatest westerns ever made and I kind of took them at their word and then later realised that that was a slightly biased view from uh, people writing uh, that biography but yeah no, it's really good really good hmm. my number nine yeah look we start with number nine <laughs> okay 
<laughs> it's a uh, game night. Nice. Yeah, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Or well, the first two I mentioned were the directors. Yes. <laughs> Just in case. Um, yeah, it's uh, you were the one who recommended it to me, Colin, with the two C or not two Z. Did. And it is really good. It is really funny. It's I think it's really difficult to write a good comedy. Hmm. Uh, and this is one of one one of the good ones out there. Yeah. Honestly, like especially nowadays, like there's so many comedies that are out there, and they just they just fall flat. Game night does not fall flat. It just joke after joke after joke, and there are really good ones as well. And honestly, the, the it's, it's it's great. It's yeah, really it's good. one of the uh, one of the best comedies in recent years for me. Uh, I mean, Jason Bateman does what he always does, but he does it. I think this really suits him. I think it's great material he's got to work with, and lots of twists and turns. It's quite yeah, it's good. Um, uh, kind of crime heisty type film as well. Uh, yes. Uh, well worth checking out. Um, number nine for me is The Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, Wes Anderson film. There's there are quite a few films that almost made my list, but uh, and this one I was toying with. But yeah, no, I think I'm not always a huge Wes Anderson fan. I think he, um, a bit of an acquired taste, but uh, very very distinctive director. Beautiful shots, um, and this is this is my favourite of the few, of the, of the handful of his I've seen. Um, just be yeah, a beautifully shot nice story very funny but I think he's very good at making visual jokes um, yes yeah, even just feel like punching each other in the face is hilarious when he when he does it so. yes uh, I'll give him that uh, my number eight is uh, Get Out mm. the Jordan Peele film um, and it stars uh, Daniel Kaluuya I think my impression of this film went a little bit south mostly because uh, I went into watching this film with very high expectations given how much people hype this film up which there were a lot yeah there yeah. were a lot back in uh, 2018 uh, back in the days uh, I think back the in idea the day. is not back in 2018 back in the, when we were both so young this is such a long time ago Colin when there was no pandemic when we go to cinemas um, yeah. yeah exactly um, yeah I mean the, the idea is very novel um and uh, for those who don't know, I'm not going to spoil anything from it. I've uh, not seen it before. Um, it introduced Daniel Kaluuya to the world, who's a who's a very good actor. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's just it's just the concept. Honestly, I think they won the 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 screenplay Oscar okay. for for Get Out, uh, which I think was uh, well deserved. Um, I can't remember what, who they were competing against, but yeah, I I still think it stands uh, well today. It's just they yeah, don't go into too high expectations. I think that's my problem. When I watch it, but I think still think it's a good film. And it stars uh, Bradley Whitford from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, uh, I haven't seen it. I, I don't do horror. I, I although you don't do horror either. I have have uh, read the entire plot, so um, seems good. Seems good for my read. Um, <laughs> number uh, number eight for me is Green Book, the the best picture winner uh, from a few years ago, which I don't think you've seen, Zian. No, no. Um, it's not my list. But Viggo Mortensen and Mahashala Ali, uh, who are both phenomenal in this film, it's uh, Italian American, uh, and as played by Viggo Mortensen, uh, and he's got to drive around uh, African American, played by Mahashala Ali, uh, in the Deep South. I think it's set in the sixties. Uh, Linda Cardellini plays Viggo Mortensen's wife, but yeah, the relationships are really good. Um, you kind of see them initially as quite stereotypical characters, and then you kind of get to see the layers a bit more and see where they're coming from. Uh, beautifully played by both. I, I think Marshali. Um, I think he won the Oscar for it. I could be wrong. He's won so many Oscars; it's difficult to keep track. Um, two Oscars. Two. Um, <laughs> I can't keep. Yeah, he did. He won Best Supporting Actor for it. Uh, Light. And uh, he was great. 
and Viggo Mortensen was also great. And Linda Connolly was great. Everyone in was great. Check it out. He was Wesley, why it's number eight. He was directed by um, Peter Farrelly, I think. He was best known as half of the Farrelly brothers, so it was a complete change of pace for him. Yeah, I do wonder, maybe this should have been slightly higher up, but there you go. It's not. It's, it's never right. <laughs> Uh, my number seven uh, is Gone Girl. Mm. Uh, the Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike film about uh, a girl. Uh, well, his, they play a couple, but uh, she disappears and the press suspects that uh, Ben Affleck's character has something to do with that. But surprise, there are twists and turns everywhere in this film. Um, uh, again, I think it suffered a little bit from the Get Out syndrome that it got a lot more hyped when I watched it. So my expectations were way sky higher mm. than it should be. But again, uh, it's it's very clever. Um, when uh, when I saw that, um, it's done very well. It's shot very, very well. Um, I think a lot of other films tried to emulate that. They tried to do that with the girl on the train mm. with Emily Blunt. Mm. And it definitely doesn't do as well. Like I read a lot of trailers after reading uh, Gone Girl as well and they... They just pale in comparison um, compared to what Gone Girl has managed to achieve. So um, I'll give that that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like that film. I, I, I thought Rosamund Pike was really good in it. And I liked some of what it was doing with um, kind of looking at the way the press treats people and, and what have you. But I just found it quite unsatisfying in the end, I guess. Um, mm. I just didn't. I guess that's the point, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I need to watch it again. But um, yeah. have you read the books or book? I have read the book. Yeah. Maybe maybe that helps. Um, next on the list for me is a film called Gangster Squad, which I am the only person uh, who likes this film. Um, <laughs> I think it's great. I remember our, uh, your friend, my friend Dave Park Frown, uh, hated it. He slammed it. Um, uh, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, reunited. Uh, Sean Penn. It's um, kind of gangland uh, classic um, style, you know, with a. I'm sure I, I can't remember if they're wearing fedoras, but it's the kind of film where they'd be wearing fedoras. Um, like it touches on the same ground as uh, the Untouchables, say. So it's this group of uh, of cops or FBI, whoever they are, um, trying to track down uh, the mob. Uh, I think it just yeah, looks great. I think it's great performances. Really zippy, uh, stylish film. There was going to be a big ending where um, there's a big shootout in a cinema, and they had to completely redo it um, to make it in a hotel, I think, because there was in re- a real-life shooting in a cinema around that time. So that was a... Oh, yes, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, Josh Brolin uh, um, as well. Okay, mine, is this number six now? It is number six. Yes. My number six is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Ah. Yes, uh, James Gunn introduced... Uh, well, five superheroes that no one has heard of yes. and made them relatable and fun and made Chris Pratt a bona fide um, <laughs> movie star, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah, and managed to make uh, Dave Bautista funny. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. in, in, well, and introduced so much good music that mm. I put into my, my, my phone now. I'm listening to them. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, brother. It's, yeah. it's incredible. It's one of the best soundtracks uh, out there with all the, uh, all, all the good old tunes from the seventies. It's, it's it's incredible. But yeah, the ability to make this group of heroes uh, fun and engaging and relatable is uh, quite an achievement. I love this film. Yeah, I, it didn't make my list, but it was one of those ones that almost did. Um, I think it is is really good. It did expand the MCU in a new direction uh, as well. Exactly. So yeah, um, very close to my list. Um, but my number six is Game Night, which we've talked about. So good. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy for you. Yep. My number five uh, is uh, Greece. Okay. John Travolta, Olivia Newton, John. Uh, tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's seen Greece, haven't they? Everyone's seen Everyone's Greece. Seen you've Greece. seen. You've, you've seen Greece too. No, no one sees. No one. No one who. No, anyway, seen. I've Greece not seen it. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, I think. That'll uh, yeah. do, won't it? Greece. That's Greece. Yeah, <laughs> this is good fun. Yeah. Um, Goodwill Hunting. No, wait a minute. That's that's next. Greatest Showman is next on my list. Uh, the Greatest Showman, obviously. Everyone's seen that, I think. Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, Zendaya, Michelle Williams, as previously uh, mentioned, and and several others. Uh, it's just a really joyful musical. Um, I, you could question some of the, I mean, the, the lyrics, the songs. I often think are a little bit um, uh, Disney Channel. <laughs> They're not necessarily. Well, I think that's the whole point, right? It's very. Um, it's done in a way that it's uh, it's a very popular type of. It is, and Musical. it got slammed by critics. I mean, uh, really, people, critics hated it. They all gave it like one star reviews. It started off really poor, like, like fourth in the box office on its opening, and then just massive word of mouth sensation. Just kept like growing, and growing, and growing. It was still in cinemas weeks and weeks and weeks later. Um, I think it's just a really it's, fun time. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like this film who's seen it. Uh, it's still going now as well. I think like, like <laughs> huge. I mean, I know this this thing. I sing along concerts uh, and stuff okay. for the British Showman. Um, yes, he does. And, yeah, I, and I'm sure this is going to be a stage musical at some point. No, uh, definitely. It's not on my list. I'm not a big fan of this as you mm. were, Colin. Uh, I think I, I, the main issue is that I didn't. Uh, I think the Zac Efron character just didn't need to be in it. I thought that it's just extraneous uh, character and the opera singer is definitely not an opera singer <laughs> uh, no she wasn't an opera singer no but, um, but what about the, the Zac Efron Zendaya uh, love story oh I like Zendaya you? but I don't care about Zac Efron's character uh, it's not it's necessary a, it's, a beautiful, so many it's a beautiful love story <sighs> I know you like your love stories I do like my love stories I do like my love stories and if they uh, if they were uh, two people whose first names both begin with Z I am there <sighs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> As a, as someone whose name begins with Z, I thought you'd be uh, more supportive of the. Uh, Should I be? The uh, Zach Zendaya. Anyway, never mind. No, not really. No, that's so, right. Yeah, it didn't make my list. It didn't even make my number ten, Colin. That's how bad it is. No, wow, well, it, it was so bad that you, you'd rather have a blank space. <laughs> so when I say I don't know anyone who didn't like this film, I, I, I do know someone. Someone, it turns out. Yeah. I, okay. I don't care for it as much as most people do. The songs are great, though. The songs are yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four for me is uh, Gravity. Gravity, yes. Gravity. Uh, Alfonso no. Cuaron and Sandra Bullock, pretty much a one-woman show uh, about an astronaut uh, stuck in space and trying to get back to Earth. Really, writing um, George Clooney out of history like that. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> it makes one for one of the best jokes in the Golden Globes awards. To be honest, I still remember that that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler said that. Uh, Josh Clooney would rather float away into space and die than spend another minute with a woman his own age. Oh, um, uh, uh, that's before he got married, right? <laughs> that's before he got married, yeah. <laughs> Great joke, though. Great joke. Um, but, yeah, um, shot really well. Like, honestly, it's it's incredible. It's incredibly shot. Um, and uh, Sandra Bullock carried the film incredibly as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like the bit where George Clooney came back. I thought it was a little bit odd. But... Uh, the the ending was one of my is 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 really good very memorable as well when she her feet finally touched solid earth and it was just wobbling I thought that was an incredible end to 
Yeah, I, although I, so it's not on my list. I liked it a lot, um, partly because I think it it really needs to be seen in the cinema. Um, I've, I've, yes, I've watched definitely. it on DVD and it doesn't have the same impact at all. Um, my only problem with the ending is that there's nothing to say she's not going to die of starvation on that island somewhere. No, so, no one talks about <laughs> what happens after Colin. I would say that the, the end of Gravity is like the start of Castaway, it's, uh, which would mean nothing to you, Zijan, because you still haven't watched Castaway. <laughs> Nope. What's Castaway? Anyway, uh, <laughs> as previously um, foreshadowed, Goodwill Hunting is uh, is my number four. Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck again. He's getting a f- quite a lot of play uh, in this episode, uh, and Robin Williams again. Uh, it's it's a classic. It's a beautiful story. Robin Williams. I think one he hadn't really done many uh, roles this uh, straight before. Uh, I can't remember if he won the Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar, but I think he was he was up there. Um, ben Affleck, obviously, and Matt Damon um, won an Oscar for screenwriting. It was um, their screenwriting debut, I imagine. Uh, but yes, it's a kind of classic 90s film and well worth uh, checking. 90s? Yeah, 90s. And well worth checking out. I like this film because it's about maths. It is also about maths, although the the, the one downside of this film is that the maths in it is is rubbish Bruce. I, I mean it's it's it, it's it's accurate but it's really easy I, I, I the, you know that scene the famous scene where he, he solves some stuff on the Soft blackboard to, yeah and they're like well I don't know how anyone has managed to do this this must be the greatest genius this university has ever had I, I, I freeze framed it and I was like yeah those are those are first year warm up questions those are not difficult questions but yeah he's a janitor Colin yeah but it's not like they're doing this search to find the great and then like the great proof that he does is just drawing some little diagrams on a thing. And like, come on, man, this is, this is this is easy maths. Unless maybe in America, that's hard. I don't know. Got him. I got <laughs> so, him, Dijon. So I got. Jealous. I got America. When I was studying maths in an English university, we would expect janitors to be able to do that. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we've lost all our American audience now, Colin. Off one. Possibly, but they're loving me in England. That's. Uh, <laughs> um, third for me is Grand Budapest Hotel, which you've mentioned. Yeah, I uh, know you like that much. Yeah, it's probably yeah. It's just just like you, it's probably my favorite Wes Anderson film. Actually, no, Fantastic Mr. Fox is my favorite Wes Anderson oh, really? film. Okay. This probably comes second, but yeah, uh, I I like his point of view so much. I think this was the first film that introduced me to Grand uh, to Wes Anderson, and yeah. And I think it was his most successful uh, in terms of. Uh, Oscar nominations and stuff potentially I can't really remember yeah, but maybe um, Royal Tenenbaums uh, third for me is Goodfellas you mentioned it as one of the films you've not seen it is is the only one of those um, that has made my list it's just um, it's my favourite it's my favourite it's certainly one of my favourite Martin Scorsese films uh, it treads some of the ground that he's, he does in other films so kind of the, the mob um, on this but it's done really really well uh, great um, performances all around uh, really quotable lines uh, great use of music there's a famous uh, shot that goes all the way through a uh, restaurant which is deservedly very famous uh, if you're only watching one Martin Scorsese film um, make this the one you watch I think hmm. uh, my number two we're going to the top two now is uh, Goodwill Hunting oh there we go yep putting, because it's a film about Matt's putting it in a uh, in a good position uh, to get the title maybe that depends on what our number ones are which I'm pretty certain are going to be quite ooh well, we'll find out. Uh, number two for me um, is a film that I know you don't think much of. Uh, it's Groundhog Day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this one definitely does not belong to my number 10. No, it's a gr- fantastic film. Uh, everyone loves this, apart from Zijan, um, who wasn't terribly impressed. It, there, there are a lot of time-loop comedies around. Uh, and I'm, This almost certainly wasn't the first, but I think it was. Um, it's the most famous and 
uh, has done it the best. It's it's so famous that ground so that Groundhog Day is basically what time loop films are called now. Just like it's a Groundhog Day situation. It's one of those rare films um, where the phrase has has seeped into the uh, the language. Uh, Bill Murray on top form. Andy McDowell's last good film. Um, the Groundhog is great. It does not age well, guys. It has aged yeah, wonderfully it well. It's no, it hasn't. <laughs> you lent me a DVD. I saw that. It's I watched it again last week, and it's still great. Or maybe, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, you, Zijan, will know, and the listener may also know that I have way too many Funko Pops. Uh, recently, I got my Groundhog Day Funko Pop, which was Bill Murray, but also had a little uh, Groundhog Funko Pop thing. It's great. This is a very sad note, but dusting those Funko Pops must be a horrible chore. Yeah, you'd think I'd dust them more, uh, more often, but... <laughs> yeah, no, they get very dusty. Uh, Punk's Tony Phil. Such a great film. Check it out. Is my number one the same as your number one, Colin? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I wonder if... <laughs> I'd be surprised if this, but let's find out. Uh, oh, my number one is Gladiator. Uh, no, Gladiator's not on my list. Cool. Uh, Gladiator, uh, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix. The I think introduced the world to Joaquin Phoenix and Russell Crowe. To be fair, uh, I think this is Oliver Reed's last role as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, as uh, Maximus. Uh, that's who Russell Crowe playing. It's shot and done by Ridley Scott. So it's quite an epic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Russell Crowe in his heyday, uh, and. Yeah, you do want to watch it, you just watch it for the yeah. shots alone. One it's best picture, picture, I think. Is it? Yeah, one best picture. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a very good story about a man who, who lost his wife and child and got sent to fight in the arena. It's a very simple story, but shot and done very well. Yeah, I've not seen it for a very long time. I watched it at uni, and I'm not sure I've seen it since. Uh, this is maybe probably why it's not on my list. Uh, but yes, no, very... Very well done. What really Scott's been a bit hit and miss over the last couple of decades. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, but this was certainly uh, something other. Uh, well, number one for me is Garden State, uh, which is um, uh, another film that you've lent to me on DVD. All right. Did you watch it? Yes. Cool. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I love this. Like Efron, um, I think he wrote, yeah, wrote and directed it and starred in it. Uh, Natalie Portman, before she was huge, she'd she done Star Wars. Maybe she, I think she was making Star Wars actually when, um, when she was. Or maybe she'd made it and it hadn't been released yet or something. It was, it was around that time. Uh, I think it's, just, it's a lovely story, kind of coming age uh, tale. He plays this actor. He's going back to his hometown in, in New Jersey. Uh, beautiful soundtrack as well, uh, which, which is what I have had for many years. Uh, Zach Braff is very good at choosing music, though. Yes. Did I say, I've got to think I may have said Zach Efron um, previously. I don't know. You can, find, you can check that in the edit. Uh, but yeah, Zach Braff, <laughs> he did a lot of music for Scrubs. Uh, I think this this film's had a bit of a backlash. Um, some people don't like it as much anymore, or regard it as quite um, I don't know a film that you kind of like in your twenties, but not later. I don't know. I guess I've not seen it for a while, but I think this is a great film. Uh, uh, well, I watched it in my twenties when you lent and me you didn't the like DVD it anyway, Colin. <laughs> which I <laughs> which I like uh, which I returned to you. Yes, one of the few times I've done it. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it just didn't move me as much as a lot of the other coming-of-age films. I'm not too sure. Maybe I should watch it again, um, just to remind myself of why it is. But yeah, it just didn't move me as much as it did the others. No, fair enough. Um, right, well, we've got a long list of films that other people Lots of have, them. have said. Um, and I always like, I always want to spend more time on this, but again, we've run out of time, or running out of time. So let's see what we're going to do. Uh, Emma says Ghostbusters. Um, she did clarify 1984 rather than the, the remake, uh-huh. uh, which I've seen, and I think, I think you have to watch it as a kid to really love this film I, I saw it and I was like yeah okay fine uh, 
Simon has said Gaslight, which uh, is another of those films that has lent uh, its title to the uh, to a phrase in everyday use, or possibly the play did. Uh, it's good. Uh, good by Christopher Robin, which is also really good. It's a story about uh, A.A. Milne, played by Donald Gleeson, and actually surprisingly accurate to his life. Margot Robbie is in it as well. Uh, Green Book, he says as well, which we've talked about. Greatest Showman. And Glitter. This is the second episode in a row where we're talking about Mariah Carey's film Glitter. Uh, I know Simon put it here so that we talk about it. So yes. here you go, Simon. There we go. We've talked about it for two, two episodes in a row. Simon actually messaged me before. I think he must be catching up on our last podcast uh, to say that, basically to make the argument that it's just as good as several other films, including, he says, it's um, just as good as Just Like Heaven, which is insanity. Uh, well, I'm not saying glitter, so maybe it was. <sighs> uh, Rachel says The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which I have seen and did not like. Um, partly because I just didn't know who anyone was, apart from Clint Eastwood. It's just like, it's Clint Eastwood and a bunch of guys in moustaches. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it really confused me. Gladiator, Grease, Groundhog Day, and she said Gold Member, which I'm not counting, because the film is called Austin Bowers Gold Member. Sorry, Rachel. Uh, James uh, is another vote for Garden State. Uh, Lucas said Gothica. And then has said, um, it was, he can't really recommend it, it got panned, but it was the first one he thought of. I don't think he's really understood what we're doing here. Um, and has followed up with Goodfellas. Fernando has said, The Godfather, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and Grease. Uh, Lucy says, The Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Gentleman, which was uh, which I've talked about before, Guy Ritchie film, which I thought was really good and almost made my list. And Get Over It, which I mentioned last week. Do you remember Get Over It being mentioned last week? Yes. Oh, not last week, two weeks ago. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good then. Tell me all about it, CJ. <laughs> Tell me all about the film Get Over It. That- We're running out of time, Colin. <laughs> uh, Kevin has said Green Street, which is a film about football hooligans, which I've not got around to watching. Um, Andy has said Greenland, which is, uh, again, I, I mentioned um, a few episodes ago, it's the new kind of end of the world movie starring um, that actor I hate, Gerard Butler. Uh, and James says also <laughs> back to my on that. So let's do it for that. Uh, Justin, my friend Justin has gone for Gamora and the Great Beauty as long as you don't mind uh, watching Italian films. I don't know anything about that. Other than the fact, apparently it's Italian. Uh, Rob has gone for Gladiator. John uh, Kingsley, you know, John Kingsley has gone for uh, Gattaca. I don't really know oh. much about Gattaca. Uh, Joshua said Get Out. Darren has said Goodfellas and The Great Escape. Kind of classic. Have you seen The Great Escape? Nope. No. Um, uh, That's the Scott Joplin song, right? That came from it. No. The rag time. No? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to Google that. Uh, okay. Uh, my dad has said The Graduate, which is, um, I found a really weird film. Again, it's a film with a great ending, but it's a, the lead character is this really creepy guy. Um, I think deliberately so, but very strange. Uh, David, who's got kids, has gone for Nomeo and Juliet, uh, which might be our only silent G in this list. Um, Barber. You know Barber? I've not spoken to Barber no. for years, but he's nominated three he's films for this. Is he? Uh, the Green Mile, uh, The Grey, which I think is a Liam Neeson film where he fights wolves or something. Uh, and Great Expectations, which I I don't know which version he's talking about. I don't, I don't think I've seen any versions. Uh, friend John has gone for Goodwill Hunting as well. Uh, Ruth has gone for Gandhi, which I have seen uh, and was good, but it's been a long time. Karen has gone for Gremlins, which I don't think I've seen all the way through. Judy has gone for Ghost. Uh, Patrick Swayze, to me more. A really weird film, surprisingly Unchained Melody. Weird. Unchained Melody. Do you know what film um, Unchained Melody came from? No. It's the film Unchained. True story. Um, but it was more uh. more famous from this film, you, you would argue. Uh, Mackie has gone for Gran Torino, which is a Clint Eastwood film, uh, which is uh, yeah, decent. Uh, Philip has gone for Grand Day Out, which I'm not... I'll count it. It's Wallace and Gromit. 
uh, and gone in 60 seconds. Um, and Paul has gone for Gwasp Network, which I'm pretty sure he's just saying Wasp Network and has put a G in front of it. It just goes to show that people are running out of things to do in the third lockdown. They have. But thank you for all your contributions. Um, <laughs> they they <laughs> probably didn't impact the results. Uh, no, they did. No, I, I, I know what the number one is. Yeah, they didn't impact number one, but sure. it impacted some of it. But here we go, the top ten. Um, there are three uh, films with seven points, um, which are Game Night, uh, Greatest Showman, and Gravity. So they're all coming in uh, uh, in joint eighth. Uh, just ahead of that is Greece. You like it, two other people like it, uh, with eight points. Then we have three yes. films in joint fourth, all with ten, uh, which are Goodfellas, me and two others, uh, Groundhog Day, me and one other, and The Grand Budapest Hotel, just you and me. Um, yep. Coming in at number three, bronze medal for Garden State, which is uh, me and James. Uh, second place is Gladiator, Gladiator. It's, it's 12 points, you and two others. Yep. Uh, but as ever, the one that we've both given quite a lot of points to, only one other person um, gave any points to, which was John, uh, a comfortable victory by five points for Goodwill Hunting. 17 points, there you go. It's on high on both our lists, that's the thing. That's what does it. Some would say this scoring system is uh, is faulty. <laughs> Flawed. <laughs> <laughs> but not us. We're going for There you go. Definitive winner, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, well done. We move on, Zijan, to the quiz. Uh, the quizzing on um, films starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Let me kick us off, Zijan. In Joe vs. the Volcano, Meg Ryan plays three different tar- characters called Angelica, Dee Dee, and Patricia. Which one of them marries Tom Hanks' character? Patricia. Yes. Straight off. Question one. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle was nominated for an Oscar for which original song? Oh. <laughs> I, I had I had locked and loaded the fact that it was nominated for a version song, but I didn't look at which one it was. Uh, and I can't think of any songs in that film, so um, I don't know. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close, Colin. Yeah. A wink and a smile. Nailed it. Uh, question two. Who did all the music for the film Ithaca? Uh, Mac Ryan's boyfriend yes yep that's my answer that's <laughs> correct he's a, he's a man in his own right Zijan I'm not giving <laughs> no. I'm not giving you that <laughs> yes it is uh, something like Rettenberger or something <laughs> John Mellencamp <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of John Ratzenberger I think but um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving you that I'm sorry Zijan yeah you have to come on <laughs> oh fine I'm, I don't want to regret this but Maybe. yeah okay uh, we'll see we'll see no if, if we tie the okay, okay if we tie if we first. if we tie you can have it but if I win then I'm still keeping my win okay fine fine okay. yes question two according to IMDB Joe was as a volcano is inspired by the shot Hello Aloha featuring which Disney character I'm slightly less worried about the possibility that I might win um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disney Disney. Hello, hello. I can't think of any Hawaiian characters. Maybe there are some. I don't know. I don't know. Mickey Mouse. It's goofy, obviously. Obviously. Uh, question three. What is the name of Kathleen Kelly's bookshop in You've Got Mail? The shop around the corner. You've done your research, Dijan. Yes. No, that's because it's my number three. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> my, my, my question is much longer than yours as well. What's the name of the bookshop that Mac Ryan's character owned in You've Got Mail, sharing the name with a 1940 film on which this film is adapted from? Uh, the Shop Around the Corner. Good film, uh, Shop Around the Corner. Jimmy Stewart. Obviously, oh. it's uh, Yeah, I'm off. Oh, there we go. Question four. Uh, according to a line from Sleep in Seattle, uh, it's easier to be killed by a terrorist than what? Oh, I definitely don't know this. Then fall in love. Uh, uh, 
can you be a bit more specific? <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a famous and line, which is why I've, I've required you to have seen a remember This plus my number two equals one point. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give it to you. Um, find a husband over the age of 40. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, don't give me that. You can't give me that at all. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was remotely close or something. It's you were like, so, so... I'd have given you... so far away. I'd have given you fall in love over 40. But I wouldn't have given you just fall in love. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't give myself that either. <laughs> Go on. Uh, question four. Who plays Marcus McCauley, the son of Tom Hanks and McRyan's character in Ithaca? Oh. Oh, God, that's annoying. I think it's the guy who was in the newsroom. Oh, uh, Hamish, is it? Is this is this the right guy or is it someone else? Ha- oh, Hamish Linklater. No. No, it's Mac Ryan's actual son, Jack Quaid. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, Hamish Linklater is in it, but not that guy. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to give me the half point anymore, Colin. Doesn't look like that way, does it? That's that's fine. Um, <laughs> question five: Who played uh, Tom Hanks's character's sister in Sleeps in Seattle? Ooh. Hmm. It sounds like I should know this, but I don't. Uh, I'll go with Julia Roberts. Uh, no, it's Rita Wilson, his uh, his real life wife. Oh <laughs> yes, look, real life kids, real life wife. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're you're two on up, and I've still got one question, Zijan. Oh okay. Maybe. Maybe. Question five. At one hundred and nineteen minutes, which Tom Hanks and Matt Ryan's <laughs> film is the longest? All right. Uh, let me. Th- one in four chance. Yeah, so I can, I can be logical about this. So, Joe was, first of all, I think was quite low budget. I don't think they're going to go for two hours. Um, you've got mail. So, again, Ithaca. I again, I think that was fairly going to be fairly low budget. So, I think it's going to be one of the other two. Uh, I'm going to say you've got mail. That's correct. Now, it's too old, but I did say that if it was a tie, I'd give it to you, Zijan. Um, ah, fine. You can keep that. We'll re- I'll remember this for the end year scoring. Lovely. We'll call it a draw. Uh, and you can... I, th- I think you'd prefer to lose and complain than to win. I, I feel... <laughs> that feels... Yeah, I, I, think, I think I do as well. <laughs> Honestly, Mac Ryan's boyfriend works is the correct answer. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're right, but that feels, that feels reductive to the, the fine musical career of John Mellencamp. Uh, <laughs> Fine. Okay. 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 Um, I'll remember this for the end. Okay. Good. Uh, that sounds very threatening. Next time, Zijan, you are kicked off the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, as you travel the world, um, and I am uh, being joined by my friend Ed, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, directors' cuts uh, and, and the ways that mm. directors play around with their movies, which I think uh, could be very interesting. Uh, and that's that uh what do we have you got something we're quizzing on the time after next season or are you going to uh wait yeah, we don't have to mention it now right no one's going to remember it four weeks from now fine um in four weeks time though we are uh we're going to watch uh dances with wolves that's all we know so far I think. Yes. but it's going to take yeah, us most of four know. weeks to watch it it's really long <laughs> exactly uh we'll see you then bye